Welcome to Mindful, the podcast where we talk about the things that matter most and learning to see the most meaningful and essential ways to change. With the corona apocalypse at hand, I will be doing more podcasts on my own rather than interviewing people, as that is difficult to do with social distancing. For today's podcast, I'm taking from a blog post I wrote not too long ago regarding our truest enemy and why we aren't yet the people that we could be. On humanity's list of most hated things, getting woken up five minutes before your alarm goes off is one that sets your hair on fire. You know what I'm talking about. You set your alarm, you allot a certain amount of time to sleep and rest your beautiful self, you work hard every day, you deserve those hours. Then some no-good, impatient creature steals time from you as you innocently sleep, and just enough that you will never get back into that restful state with the time you have left. It's the worst kind of thievery. You are never more innocent and undeserving of poor treatment as when you are asleep. Now that you sit shaking your head and fist in vengeful remembrance of such a time, I want to caution you against your hypocrisy. Though believe me, I'm right there with you. Your anger, while well-founded, might be a bit misdirected. The early rooster may indeed be the enemy of the moment, but you are swatting at a mosquito when there is also a much larger, more obnoxious bug in your room and it might be more responsible for these awful encounters. You. To be more accurate, I should say half of you. You and I both know that there is a part of you that is simply the worst. It's that part of you that never learned how to play piano because you wanted to replay that level on Mario Kart you couldn't beat. That part of you that suffers and wails in response to you doing the right thing. It's tired of doing what you're supposed to do always at the expense of what you want to do. It's the part of you that says it doesn't exist. It says that you are one person and one will and you have your crap together and you can live your life on your own terms and you are strong. But it's wrong. You're wrong. You have been deceived, lied to, and manipulated. Every instance of your life in which you have truly failed has been in part the fault of one enemy, and it's not the devil. It's you, my friend, setting your alarm for 6.55 a.m. And your alarm for 7 o'clock a.m. Maybe even another for 7.05. That shaking fist of frustration for your precious time robbed? I would tell you who that's for. But the first rule of Fight Club... There have been a lot of different attempts at explaining this phenomenon. Brad Pitt and Edward Norton did a solid job in their movie. Shakespeare wrote countless plays where self-sabotage played a major role. Kylo Ren was Ben Solo's greatest enemy, and it wasn't the son that killed Icarus. Paul, in his letters to the Romans, identified his villain thus. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. I like Paul's description because it speaks in terms which are a little easier for the layman to understand. Talking about the natural man versus the spiritual man to those who aren't religious is going to start to sound like a lot of mumbo-jumbo. Paul, however, points out that there's something within his members, his body, that is fighting against what is in his mind. And this voice, this law, this influence, brings him into captivity. Paul is not talking about some external enemy. Paul is talking about, well, dark Paul. Physical bodies have physical appetites. And the menus they are given are long. They are hungry, vain, lustful, lazy, greedy, self-serving things by nature. You don't shake the finger of scorn at animals for behavior that amongst humans would be absolutely unacceptable. Why? 
because you consider animals to be part of nature. They are bound by no moral compass, but by a law which has seen them to this point in their evolution. They have, as it were, less of a choice. They are biologically and evolutionarily programmed to be the way they are. To say that humans don't have this nature is to tell the greatest lie on earth. You see it manifest in the direst of situations. Men are capable of acting every bit as ruthlessly and abusively as any beast when their natural passions run rampant. It's not so hard to think of a time when a natural bodily urge seemed to take over every one of your faculties. Suddenly you are in captivity. Suddenly you understand Paul. I have had great difficulty in my life reconciling my wants. I'm not going to be shy or in denial about it. I'm a man, and as such, I want adventure and thrills that reward me for my abilities and strength. I want purpose, and I also don't want to be alone. I've never met a man that doesn't want these things. The issue is that the world's solutions to the first desire are not congruent with fulfilling the latter two. I want to travel the world, climb mountains, have a sports car, have a body like a movie star and be as successful with the ladies as James Bond. But in seeking these things and investing the time and resources to acquire them ultimately leads to a shallow purpose at best. And James Bond may be the loneliest character ever created. He's been in his mid-thirties for 67 years and is still single and emotionally unavailable. Growing up, I always tried to do the right thing. I felt like it was my duty. I was the oldest. I needed to be a good example. Then I gained an understanding that doing the right things was more important than selfishness and more rewarded by my parents. It set me on a path. Because of this path, I rarely, if ever, indulged a selfish need. There were times here and there, of course, but nothing that got me into too much trouble. The issue with this is that as an adult, I began to resent my good self. I began to be angry that I'd never gotten to live the life I wanted to live because I had always been so resolved to do the right thing. Even if I had made mistakes, at least they would have been because I did something I wanted to do. Then I became an adult. Every time I didn't buy that special thing for myself, because I knew my family had a need, there was a voice inside me that would say, You had your chance to do things for yourself, and you wasted it doing it for others. Now your obligations will steal the food from your mouth for the rest of your life. Now, I know that sounds pretty messed up. I know that when I was younger, I focused on giving instead of getting, because I then too felt obligation to my siblings, friends, and neighbors. I was just trying to do the right thing. What I didn't realize is that the person I was wronging the most was me. Me and dark me. I was obsessed with the principle of giving to others to keep that darker side of myself stifled. But in my obsession to give to others, I entirely neglected giving anything to myself. What I want to get at is this idea of reconciling wants. The life I feel I want to live is so often at odds with the life I am living, which ironically, I also want to live. The pain that comes by sacrificing one of these lives for the other is a difficult thing to face, but I believe the ability to withstand this pain lies in morality. The life I should live is the one that provides me with those things which I need, but also satiates the needs of my family and those I am responsible for. I have struggled because I have mistakenly sought to reconcile my wants, but wants, as I consider them, were far too shallow. Life is not about reconciling wants, but about finding the appropriate balance of fulfilling needs. 
Maybe you are great at getting yourself the things you need and garbage at providing the individuals in your care the things which they need. Maybe you watch all the football games but rarely take your wife to dinner. Or maybe all you do is give to those around you until you resent giving and want to take everything just to see what it feels like. The truth is somewhere in between. You need to take care of your responsibilities, of which you yourself are one. Balance is the key. I know a number of incredibly wealthy people who are massively successful in their business, but their marriage is struggling. Or those who seem to have all the love in the world in their marriage, but just never seem to be able to get ahead. It comes as no surprise to me. Hyper-focusing in one area for too long will always breed success at the expense of something else. Life is not something through which you can lazily coast. You have to look at your needs, your family's needs. Treat your shallow wants lightly, assess, and decide on what is most important. Too much family time and not enough you time will get you depressed. Too much you time or job time will ensure more late night fights with your spouse. The first step is to stop fighting yourself. Stop insisting that it's not you that is the cause of all your unhappiness. Examine your actions as well as your desires. Choose those that satisfy needs over shallow wants. Act upon those needs in a way that balances needs for yourself and needs for others. Live on purpose. Thanks for waking up with me on my first podcast of many more to come. A special thanks to my current followers and an invitation to check out my Facebook and Instagram for extra content at Woke World Podcast. Have something you think the world needs to wake up about? Drop me a message on my social media accounts. 